Welcome back, everyone. I'm Sarah Peck, and this is the Startup Pregnant Podcast. Today, I want to talk about so many things, therapy, mental health, resiliency, and how to put together what I like to call your mental health toolkit or your resiliency toolkit. This is a practice I stumbled into in my mid-20s, and the way that I think about mental health really helps me, especially when I'm struggling. So today, I want to talk about all the different pieces of a mental health toolkit, and hopefully this strategy can help you think about your own mental health. Welcome to the Startup Pregnant Podcast, where we talk to creative leaders about what it means to be an entrepreneur and a parent. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. A lot of us are really interested in living a better life. But what self-help looks like today might not actually be the solution. And in fact, the sponsor of today's episode thinks it might be the source of the problem. Jeff Riddle a coach and a friend of mine, is the voice behind the Transcend podcast. It's a monthly podcast where he shares stories of transformation by everyday people, and then they break it down and unlock the wisdom within it. It's raw. It's real. It's 100% focused on transformation. And his point of view is that all of the stuff that we see on the internet, top 10 blog posts, getting shamed for our choices, quote unquote gurus making videos from private jets, none of this actually helps us improve. They actually make us feel worse about ourselves, mostly because their focus is on marketing, not transformation. So on the Transcend podcast, it's all about real stories of transformation. Take a listen if you like podcasts. And thank you to the Transcend podcast for being a sponsor of the Startup Pregnant podcast. So the way I like to think about mental health and keeping yourself in a place where you are feeling good, feeling content, feeling capable and confident, and also not just feeling all of these things, but feeling like you are equipped to handle the roller coaster of emotions that come your way, feeling like you can bounce back, that you can be resilient, that you can tolerate different levels of stress. The goal isn't a perfectly stable emotional outlook necessarily, but it's the ability to weather all the things as they come and to be able to ride the emotions and feelings without being totally swept away and without completely being washed under for a long period of time. Motherhood and parenting are particularly challenging because they come with a huge amount of stress, a huge amount of sleep deprivation, more work than you may have ever had in your life, a human being that is sometimes, sometimes, sometimes demanding and impatient and persistent and rude. I'm talking about the child and just all of these challenges to your relationships, to your work, to your health and to your life. So way back when, before I had kids, one of the things I talked to my partner, my husband about a lot was having a toolkit for emotional resiliency. And in your toolkit, you need at least five different tools. If you find yourself relying on one or two tools and that's it, I feel like this is where I get into a lot of trouble. So in the toolkit, all of the different 
pieces that you need to help. And this is actually how I think about it. I need a whole robust set of tools in order to keep myself, I want to say on the edge of mental sanity, right? Like closer to the sane side than the insane side, closer to the happy side than the crazy side. And the tools are things like good quality relationships and friendships, support groups, somebody trusted that you can talk to. And maybe that's a parent, maybe that's a therapist, maybe that's a best friend. Journaling or writing things down, having a daily journal practice. Exercise is a really great tool just to let off some of that stress. Quiet time, yoga, meditation. Sleep is one of the most effective tools. Like, are we getting enough sleep? The answer is likely no. And sometimes it's just how can we tweak and get more sleep? Any sort of restorative practice, something that fills you up. And for me, I have to pay attention. Like, is three hours of television watching on the weekend actually filling me up? Or am I just staying up late and it's costing me more? Some restorative practices I really love are taking myself out to sushi by myself. Just 30 minutes with a glass cup of warm miso soup. And one of my favorite sushi rolls is like, amazing. And I'm by myself and I can read a book uninterrupted for 20 minutes. And then I go back home and I'm just a brand new person, a brand new human. Taking a walk. And then even substances in some regards, like alcohol, if it's legal where you are, marijuana, whatever it is. And this is a hugely personal decision. And I know that some of you listening may say, wait, what? What is Sarah saying? But I have this conversation with lots of people. And I realize that a glass of wine every once in a while for me can help relax me or help me take the edge off. But this is where it becomes really critical. If wine is the only thing I'm using as a coping mechanism for getting through my day or my week, if it looks like my toolkit has become a one toolkit and there's only one thing I'm using to help me cope, then I know that it's not actually a resilient system. It's not going to support me in the long run. So when my partner and I talk about mental health, we talk about, are we going to therapy? We both go to therapy. I love therapy. Are we both journaling on a regular basis a couple times a week? He loves journaling. I love journaling. Are we both seeing friends or talking to friends on a regular basis? Are we making time for that? Are we getting enough sleep? Are we getting enough exercise? And are we having a little fun? Are we having a date night? Are we going out and having a glass of wine? Maybe each week doesn't have all five tools, but it has two to four of them and they rotate week over week. That's my barometer for whether or not I am able to stay mentally sane and healthy. And when I get into a rut or when I get really anxious or really tired or really depressed or I have one of those nights where I just can't stop crying, I look at it and I say, okay, go through your list. What are you doing? What practices are you working on? I haven't journaled in a long time. I haven't called any of my friends. You know, I missed three weeks of therapy. I also have an exercise because my back hurts and I'm not getting enough sleep. Well, there you go, right there. That has shifted the balance and all of a sudden I'm teetering over into much more unhappiness. So when it comes to mental health, I love the idea of having a toolkit and being able to have a whole bunch of different tools that you can use and pull out. And practicing and using them regularly to stay in shape. So keeping your mental agility and space in shape. Two more points that I want to make sure to touch on in this mini episode. The first is therapy. 
Therapy gets a lot of stigma, I think. There's still a kind of like, oh, you have to be in real trouble to go to therapy attitude. And I've watched it change in my lifetime already. And I want to say emphatically that I think therapy is incredible. I think the privilege of having somebody who looks at the way that you think, who listens to you objectively and without judgment, who is there for you during the uncomfortable times, who is able to see patterns that you can't see, somebody who can make it their practice to study you. When we talk about developing ourselves and personal growth and becoming the best entrepreneurs or leaders or parents we can be, I just think that this work is unparalleled. And it's strange because it doesn't happen quickly. The therapist has to work with you for long enough to see the patterns. And my husband and I both go. We each have a different day of the week that we have, and we have different therapists. You know, they don't see the same person. Sometimes I come back and report, you know, week over week over week. Yeah, I just kind of talked about my day again. And then the next week, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I just gave them the status update. And for me, what I'm doing is I'm building a kind of a steady base of trust of here's what regular looks like so that when there's a difference or when there's a shift, they can say, hey, we're noticing something's different. Or for the past 12 weeks, this has been going on. Or do you notice that every time you bring up your work, you always use these three words? And you're just like, whoa, wild. <laughs> like, no, I didn't know that. But you're right. Those are the only three words I use to describe my work. And also all I talk to you about is work. Hmm. Right? Things like that. I mean, I don't actually enjoy every session, I'll confess. But the idea of being able to go to a therapist regularly is just something huge. And we are in the States at least having a little more support in the healthcare realm in terms of supporting it. A lot of health insurance will cover like 20 sessions a year or some part of your therapy bill, which is really wonderful, or it'll be a copay, which thank goodness, mental health is so important, especially in this country, especially right now. And I'm such an advocate for men and women going. It's not just women that need to talk. Good Lord, these men, these fathers, these partners, we all have lots to say. And I know how much of a journey becoming a parent was for both of us and how much my partner is working through as well as me. So highly, highly, highly recommend therapy. If it feels awkward in the beginning, learning anything new can be awkward. And then the second thing is medication. If you didn't listen to the episode with Kathleen Shannon, it is just a phenomenal episode. And she talks about her journey in becoming a mom and how hard it was, how much sleep deprivation she had. And her doctor ended up telling her around 15 months postpartum that she was so depleted and so worn out. The phrase she used was, my batteries were worn out. I had no more. The doctor recommended, hey, let's try a medication for you because we're going to get you out of this. And there are times when it can be so incredibly helpful to have the support in your toolkit of a medication that helps. And you can listen to the details on the episode, but the things that she talked about that I thought were so important were have a plan, you know, talk about not just the beginning, but the end, just like we would in business, you know, how long are we going to do it? What does it look like in six months and a year? How do we know when to make a decision to change? Is this temporary? Is this permanent? How will we know that it's working? How will we know when to stop? But asking all of these questions and figuring out with your colleagues in your community or your partner or your trusted advisor, whether or not this is something for you, and it might be a private conversation with your doctor, is also something I just want to say, mama, take care of yourself. Whatever you're doing, whatever you need, it's complicated, it's challenging. 
We have a lot of things to solve for in terms of motherhood, particularly how much freaking work everyone does and how overworked everyone is and how much more sleep people need. But when it comes to mental health, this toolkit of all the things is so important. And that comes to everything, right? Look at all these tools, see whether or not they are things you can add to your toolkit or what your toolkit looks like. You know, what's in your toolkit and what needs maybe a little more attention right now. Maybe it's sleep. And for the next three months, you just say, hey, I'm going to focus on getting more sleep. I'm going to say no to dinner invitations. I am going to ask my partner to cover me on Friday and Saturday nights so that I can go to bed at 8 p.m. and wake up at 7 a.m. And I'm going to dedicate three months of sleep and see if things change. Or maybe it's friendships and you you reach out to a friend and say, hey, you want to do a weekly chat? I've missed you. I want to chat with you more. I'd love to stay in touch in our lives. Let's talk every Sunday afternoon. Or maybe it's exercise. And in your lunch break, you go out and you take a walk at least three times a week. And it's in your diary, in your calendar, because you know that maybe one walk isn't life-changing, but doing it three times a week can change things. And then check in 30 days later. Have things changed? Is it working? Sometimes I don't notice the change until later. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good again. What did I do? Like what changed? You know, what stressors have left or what's working? What's working right now? So that's it for this episode. All about resiliency and creating a, an emotional toolkit or a mental health toolkit. Enjoy. And thank you so much for being a listener of the Startup Pregnant podcast. This podcast is made possible by sponsors like you. Consider supporting this podcast with a monthly donation on our Patreon page. Head to patreon.com slash startup pregnant. We've got folks who we call our coffee friends who donate the equivalent of a cup of coffee each month to make this show possible. And we're backed by companies we believe in that can help make the lives of busy entrepreneurs and parents a little bit easier. If you want to become one of our company sponsors, head to startuppregnant.com slash podcast and get in touch. And you know, I always say this and I mean it. Leave us a review on iTunes if you like our show. It takes a few seconds and it really does help us a lot. If you want more of what we're talking about, go over to startuppregnant.com and get on our email list. We send out a weekly newsletter with time-saving tips for parents and entrepreneurs. And I always include a weekly gadget or tool or something awesome that we've stumbled upon to help make your life just a little bit easier. And as always, you can reach out to us at hello at startuppregnant.com. We love hearing from you.